Hey, Adrian, are we recording? Yeah, we are this time. <laughs> Welcome back to Dice to Pixels, episode 22. Uh, and uh, we've got a few things to talk about today. We're going to kick it off with Wormwood, though. Uh, we just watched the latest Worm Life segment. For you, that will have been last night. And uh, they just announced the MGT 2.0 Kickstarter, for starters. We've got opinions on that, as does everyone. And uh, also, they seem to have decided to destroy their company. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But first of all, Chad, how much do you hate them doing Kickstarter? I hate Kickstarter. I hate Kickstarter so much. I, it's oh, I bring it closer. Sorry, I've been sick most of the week, so yeah. I'm kind of still. He's blocked. a mumble boy. I'm a mumble boy. Yeah. Um, no, I hate it. I hate the Kickstarter. We watched that one freaking video when they said that it was gonna go straight to their website. So. After watching this and finding out like it's going to Kickstarter and they expect to get 5,000 5, to 7,500 backers for it, there is no flipping way that there is no way. No, no. Um, so there's a few things to that. Um, first of all, they're kickstarting the table. They didn't mention pricing, but you can guarantee it's going to be more expensive because, of course, it is. Um and uh, there's no international backers, just like previously yep. uh, with the desk, which I think is one of the reasons why the desk didn't fill. And uh, they're also making them shittier. Uh, they're doing the uh, finger jointing version, uh, which looked like crap on the desks instead of doing uh, prob- they are also offering lo- proper long grain toppers, mm-hmm. but obviously at a premium. So you can expect that the desk, the new tables are going to be more than the original ones. And then you also have to pay a premium to get something as good quality as the ones before. So I would- Makes perfect business sense. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I, to be fair, I think it probably does make business well, sense. Well, yes, but in terms of the reputation that they've built for themselves, it's a good way to crash it all down. Yeah. Well, and there's two fundamental problems. They they keep talking about how they want to make this like the, the table for the masses. Like that was its original yep. goal was like, we have the prophecy- this is going to be the one that people can actually afford. And uh, yeah, news alert. Uh, people, A, right now can't afford shit. Uh, and also B, can't afford. It's I would bet that the base table for like a, a normal size table in their cheapest wood, I would bet that it's at least $3,000. Yeah. like And uh, plus they're getting rid of a lot of the woods that they initially offered with uh, the first MTT. So, I mean, looking at a lot of the comments from the video too, it's people that are saying, you know, like get this table, it's feature proof. You you can always upgrade it later. So if they got a, if they got a table in like espresso, yep. well, you, you're not going to be able to, if you buy one now, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to be able to get that. No. Yeah. Well, more importantly, if you <laughs> bought one, yeah. If you bought one of the espressos in the first wave, which was their most popular version by far. Yeah. Uh, it appears that you can just no longer get upgrades to that table, which means that the entire thing was a lie. The entire point of the MGT was like, how many times did Doug say in Worm Life, buy this, buy whatever wood you can afford now, mm-hmm. and then you can get, you can make it bigger in the future by buying the conversion kit. Well, yeah. if you're scrapping woods after not even two years, then no, that's just, that was a lie. Mm-hmm. So- uh, I would not be touching any Wormwood product right no. now, except no. for like their ac- accessories and stuff. Cause those are self-contained. You're like, if you want a dice vault, buy a dice vault, yeah. but, but any of their furniture stuff, 
I would be given a, a huge berth right now. I would not touch it with a 10-foot pole because yeah. they clearly can't follow through with a business plan. No. And I can't, like I said, expecting to get 5,000 backers on a freaking Kickstarter, like, I, I don't see it. Like I said, like you said earlier, like with a recession happening right now and a lot of in a lot of people having a hard time just being able to pay for the stuff they need to like live or a roof over their heads. I think a modular gaming table is the least of their worries right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and especially when it's going to be more expensive yeah. than yeah. it already was. I, and I mean, I get it. Like, I think they did underprice it a little bit the first time around. Mm-hmm. And obviously inflation has not helped and everything else. So I'm not saying like, oh, they shouldn't increase the price, but they shouldn't be expecting to sell tens of millions of dollars worth of this. Because mm-hmm. I would be willing to bet, just knowing how much they like round numbers, I would be willing to bet that they're expecting 5,000 slots at an average price of 3,000 a piece, similar to what they did with the desks. And they're expecting this to be a $50 million Kickstarter. Yeah. That would be my guess. And- yeah. If instead they had just put the stuff on their website like they said they would, mm-hmm. they would probably have people buying them, well, months ago, but yeah. certainly right now. Like, so. and then like you're not going to get. I mean, it's because it, it's not again, and we've touched on this before. It's such a niche thing, right? So I mean, like you're not going to. I don't know how sustainable it would be business wise. Like if it went up on the website, right? I don't know what the sales would be like through the website as opposed to, well, they'd be the same as the people backing them on Kickstarter, really. Uh, well, I they'd think just, they'd get more. Yeah. 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 It would be more, if they made it available consistently over time, then it would be as people can afford it, they are buying it then. Yeah. But the way that they're doing it, it's like pre-ordering, but in a... It's a a bad version of pre-ordering. It's a really bad business plan what they've done. Um, and uh, and I, like I I want to so so you said you think it's a niche product, and I think the I think that's true as a whole. But I think it's it's the best way to put it is like a gaming table is not a niche product. There are tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, of people that want a gaming table. Mm-hmm. A $3,000 table, that is a niche product. Mm. So the cross-section of that is like a a pretty well-desired product in a niche. It's like if you could build a $400 gaming table, I bet you'd sell literally millions of them. Yes. A $3,000 gaming table, you're going to sell a few thousand. Mm -hmm. And even even nice-looking gaming tables like what Wormwood have, they're not wholly unique in the market anymore no because even the conventions that we've gone to there's been at least two other booths that we've gone to and looked at their tables and they're pretty pretty similar similar looking i can't even remember what that one i can't remember what the one is i have it at home but it was it was a nice they're from tennessee i think yeah yeah i have their card somewhere Mm -hmm. um because we did talk to them briefly but uh it, yeah, I mean, and also people are realizing that it's not that hard to just put something together. Like the the magnetic rail is kind of neat, yeah. but it's it's the game vault that like the prophecy. The reason I want a prophecy has nothing to do with the magnetic rail and yeah. everything to do with the game vault, specifically yeah. the the liftable game vault. Mm-hmm. That's yes. Um, so like the magnetic rail is cool. And some people do want it, and it's neat to be able to put your cup holders mm-hmm. on the the rail and whatever. But that's not worth three thousand dollars. It's yeah. the game vault, and like I converted an IKEA IKEA table to have a game vault for like forty bucks. So yeah, <laughs> like 
when people are already starting to seriously question their budgeting and everything else or struggling outright, you're going to have a hell of a time selling thousands of dollars yeah. worth of tables. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and the coffee tables are dumb. Like <laughs> I, I, if you already have another table and like coffee tables with storage isn't dumb in and of itself, but there are lots of coffee tables with storage that are mm-hmm. like a hundred bucks. You don't need a $750. No. Yeah. When you mm-hmm. come to that. Yeah. Like the, the design in itself, like we live in a, Chad and I live in a pretty small house and like any of their gaming tables, like I don't think any of them would fit into our kitchen. So a, uh, a coffee table that like a gaming coffee table yeah. would make more sense for a smaller space, yeah. but yeah. not yeah. at that price point. Not at that price point. That's exactly it. Like I, I would actually, I am the sort of person that would have bought one of the coffee tables if it had offered anything that I thought was particularly interesting mm-hmm. could, because we'd actually don't have a coffee table. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a pretty easy to purchase to say like, yep. well, instead of spending 200 or $300 on an Ikea table, that's decent. Or something similar. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll spend twice as much and I'll get like an actually nice coffee table. That would have been a fairly easy purchase. But looking at it, it's like, I don't want the magnetic, like I don't need a magnetic rail on my coffee table no. for sure. And having three inches of storage in my coffee table isn't That's... enough to be useful. No. And we have the little bucket in the couch that we can put game controller. So it's like, uh, you're not really offering anything. No. No, I'd like, rather get one of the ones that the top like lifts up and turns into a little desk. Yeah, if I, if exactly. I was going to do that. Yeah, no, I think I, I think really the three inches of space only really works well if you have an ongoing board game. Yeah, which or is a puzzle or something like that, which is fantastic. Yeah. But then like, like you said, cheaper options. Out yeah, there. I mean, I turned the Ikea one into we were building Lego and we didn't yeah. want the cats to be able to get the Lego in between building sessions. So uh, you know, $40 piece of hardboard and a little bit of surgery to the Ikea table that we've got that was yeah. like 400 bucks and bam, we yeah. got a game vault. Yeah. So <laughs> it's hard to justify and it's harder when people are struggling. And I think they're absolutely fucking insane with mm-hmm. what they're doing. And for people who can afford it and everything else, like I, I won't touch that product because they are cutting the entire promise of the product was future modularity and upgradability. And they just announced that they're killing that part of the product. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm not touching it. And yeah. you were also talking about the, uh, uh, the finger, what was it? Finger. Um, the way oh, the they- finger oh. jointing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, so the, the new thing that they're obsessed with is this finger jointed wood, which most people would just call butcher block. Cause that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's just, ugly as hell um i don't know of anyone who actually thinks that that looks nice um i know lots of people who are like oh i like butcher block it's like yeah on your counter not Mm -hmm. on your table which makes it look incredibly cheap and garbage yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. or like shitty hardwood floor yeah 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 Yeah. like really bad hardwood too because it's like the the coloring does not match at all like their desks did not look good no Mm. the the only things i can think of that have finger jointing are like antiques that were made at a time when wood was probably harder to come by, like during World War One and World yeah. War Two, And like the items still look nice because they built them well, but you know also what you're getting because it is an 
older item and they tried to hide that stuff too. They often tried to hide it with paint or or otherwise. Yeah. And, and also you can do finger jointing well. If you, on a, on a scale of wormwood, mm -hmm. if you just separate your wood scraps into, because that's what they're doing. They're using their wood scraps yeah. is actually what they're doing. Um, if you just separate them by like coloration so that they all look similar. Yeah. You can get away with it because it's like, yeah, it doesn't quite match, but it's kind of close. Yeah. They didn't do any of that. They yeah. just like, oh, all of this walnut that had doesn't match at all. Just huck it in a bin and make a table out of it. It's like, no, that's that's not only is that insulting to your customers. Mm -hmm. That is just such poor form. Yeah. So yep. anyways, Wormwood is just determined to shit the bed and that's a shame because their their accessories well used to be amazing i don't know i'm haven't been very yeah. happy with the quality of them lately to no. be honest but yeah. yeah um the stuff that the stuff that you got um uh, back in uh wisconsin a, a couple of years actually few, last year yeah 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 last year yeah the i mean they were pretty solid yeah mm -hmm. well they're their original yeah. dice tray uh, yeah. vault like the whatever the they call one, them yeah mm -hmm. They still make those well, but mm. this, like, I got one of their hex vaults, uh, roll the dice, and I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast or I not. I don't think so. Because I think I was intending to make a separate video about it, and I still will at some point. Uh, but I got uh, roll the dice vault, and uh, there are a lot of imperfections. Mm -hmm. Like the wood is pretty it's, at a distance. It's it's pretty, and it's it's ebony, which is like their high. That I think that's the thing that got me, and I'm gonna make a separate video, so I won't go into too much detail. But like it's it's the most expensive wood they sell, and it's it's nice. Like I don't hate it, mm -hmm. but it is not the kind of quality that they that they claim to be making. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, granted, you're also looking at it with a carpenter's eye as well, whereas like me looking at them, it'd just be like. I would notice some of them, but most of the mistakes I will uh, not see. I am indeed looking at it with a carpenter's eye for yeah. sure. Uh, I'm, but I'm also looking at it as a product that, according to their website, Is they're charging a hundred plus dollars yeah. for. Yeah, which like it's got to be pretty fucking good yeah. if you're charging that kind of money for a little hunk of wood with yeah. some magnets in it. So, um, yeah. well, but. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to move away from Wormwood, actually, because I, I think we've shit on them enough. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in other news, um, tomorrow, right after this airs, so if you're watching this after it airs, then this is old news, uh, Lord of the Rings RPG is being uh, premiered tomorrow. They're doing a uh, the world premiere with a bunch of celebrities around a table. Uh the one of the DMs from Acquisitions Incorporated and a handful of people from various movies. They're they're mm -hmm. proper celebrities, you know, not not super A-list, but definitely none like they're known no names. Yes. Uh and they're doing a full playthrough. Well, well, a full session, I should say, uh, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> what doc are you guys writing in? <laughs> well, I'm in the I'm, I'm in the the podcast doc. I oh, I created do. a different. Yes, one. I know. I copied everything over onto that. One. I see. Yes, <laughs> I just saw those two giggling over there, and I was wondering what they were writing. Uh, it's what I was writing. Big, of course, it was big what bum was. farts. Is yes. what was being written. <laughs> Uh, but Mature yeah, so, <laughs> so new RPG, Lord of the Rings, which, I mean, if you're going to make an RPG about something, yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings is a good choice. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably watch it. <clears throat> yeah. uh, briefly consider doing a um, live stream, like a, a watch party. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know the rules around that. So I, and I don't really have time to find them out between now and then. So. I think it's mostly, most things that do something like that, they don't show, show what they're watching. Yeah. They don't show what they're watching and you can't hear the audio, but you can do your talk yeah, and discussion. Yeah. I might end up going live somewhere tomorrow while it's on, but don't count on it. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and chances are half of you are watching this well after it aired anyways. So yeah. So what's all this about uh, Facebook AI, Adrian? Yeah, <laughs> you were you talked a bit about it. Uh, excuse me during dinner upstairs, but yeah. So this Maybe. actually, I meant to talk about this last week. Um, Meta Facebook uh, claims that they have created a human quality AI for playing board games, uh, which is complete bullshit. Uh, if anyone has sent you that article or otherwise, uh, it is just a straight up lie, a fabrication <laughs> and, uh, and kind of insulting to the entire AI field, if I'm honest. Um, so basically they have an AI that can kind of stumble through a few board games and they're calling it a human level AI, which is, uh, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, but for a company that just had to lay off like a huge chunk of its workforce because they've invested in the wrong things, I guess it's not that surprising. So yeah. when when you say it's like, do you literally mean it stumbles or it, like? Well, or I'll, I'll 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 read this because it's it's worth reading. So it's called Cicero, and they're they they think it's human level because it can play the game Diplomacy, which is not played according to rules at a table. Uh, it is, there are rules, but it's, it's all about negotiating with your fellow players. Oh, okay. That's why they think it's a human level AI. Uh-huh. I'm going to, I'm going to read one of the exchanges. Uh, so this is the Cicero talking and it says, also, are you able to move, uh, Ven Pi to, uh, and Apu Ven? These are short forms for places on the, okay. in the game. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> And then Italy, whoever's playing Italy, says, yeah, that's what I'm planning. Cicero comes back and says, I'm not a fan of the move to Venice. Are you planning to hold in Venice? Italy then responds, you suggested that I move to Venice. Do you want to support a, uh, whatever that country name is this turn or not? Uh, and then, and yes, Venice will hold. And then Cicero comes back. Oh, in that case, we're all good. And yes, please. Like, I, I, there were chatbots 20 years ago that did better than that yeah <laughs> uh this is embarrassing quality and they're yeah. this is their human level ai then <laughs> is it a like a learning ai in theory it's it's like it learned from past plays of the game uh -huh. sort of thing so maybe in a hundred years it might be competent okay. i don't know but um <laughs> yeah it's it's like it's embarrassing yeah that's <laughs> Yeah. Stumble is definitely a a good descriptor for that. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. Hey, do you want to do this? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Oh, I don't like that. It's like it's a far cry from that uh, Google Assistant that. Uh, when was that video from? Two thousand eighteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> freaky, but like holy crap. The the AI that can phone call for you and book appointments and everything. Yeah, is yeah. Cool. that was nuts. Uh, actually, so uh, it's it's on the AI front. It's not board game related, but uh, OpenAI just released their well, I think just released their new version of their chatbot, and the Twitter sphere is a storm with people posting various replies that it's given. 
It's pretty cool. It, it can reply to a bunch of things in really interesting ways. A lot of it is very technical. So you can ask it like what's wrong with certain pieces of code or something. And it will like pretty much give you a good answer. But the fun thing is that you can be like, what's wrong with this code? Please phrase your answer as Romeo from Shakespeare. And it will it will put it in prose for you. That's that that's amazing. That level of specificity is quite yeah. amusing. There are oh there's a God. bunch of examples of people pulling really weird, weird, weird shit. And it coming back with like a convincing rendition of, of <laughs> fictional character X or real person X. Yeah. I'm having a hard time trying to get through this one level of the game. What should I do? <clears throat> Get good scrub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please phrase all of your answers in Dr. Disrespect. That's right. Um, yeah, it does not do anything related to board games or honestly, most things. It's it's very like technical in, in mm -hmm. nature right now. Uh, obviously, that's because that's what they trained it on. Um, and because those are some of the hardest questions to answer. So mm -hmm. it's a good learning space for AI in general or machine learning. Um, but it is very fun that you can like ask it to, yeah. you know, give it to you as, I don't know, uh, you know, King Louis the third or something yeah. like that. And if there is enough historical text about somebody, it will do its very best to give you an accurate rendition of what they might've sounded <laughs> like saying it. So all you have to do is drive up highway 11 to get to North Bay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, so the, I think it's called uh, <clears throat> chat GPD or something like that. It's from open AI. If you want to check it out or just literally open Twitter and it will be in your feed. <laughs> yeah, right. If you still use Twitter. I do. I've I been do using too. it more and yeah. more lately. Yeah, I like yeah. It. Um, yeah. yeah. So Facebook AI, if somebody, yeah. if somebody sends it to you, just ignore it. It's absolute nonsense. So it's funny because whenever I hear the Cicero, I think of the, is the, uh, the jester from Skyrim in the, uh, yeah. The, what was it? The, they were like the murder cult or something, the assassinations guild. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. The jester is probably more appropriate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one D and D stuff, I honestly don't know what's been added cause <sighs> I've been just out of it this week. I think they're, they're, I've kept seeing articles about clerics. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. I, I actually did not. Oh, is this the unearthed arcana stuff, isn't it? Yes, and it is Unearthed Arcana. It is labeled as Unearthed Arcana, but what it really is is basically more of the one D&D rules sort of being released ahead of time. Oh. So it's a, it's a, basically what they did was they released some stuff earlier and they've gotten feedback and they've looked at the feedback and they've made some changes. Mm -hmm. And also they're releasing a bit more uh, new stuff along with it. So uh, Life Domain Clerics had some updates uh, that I actually didn't get a chance to watch, which is a shame because I actually played a Life Domain yeah. Cleric for quite a while. Um, and uh, so I will look at that. But basically, if you're curious about what's happening with 1D&D, or if you follow Unearthed Arcana, check it out. There's a bunch of drop. It just dropped yesterday, I believe. So um, worth the read slash watch. They did videos about all of it. They also obviously released some Unearthed Arcana in text. And uh, they proved that they're listening to feedback. So if you had any doubts about them, you know, listening to viewer feedback or player feedback, uh, that's been answered. So yeah. it's definitely worth a look. Yeah. Same with the uh, changing the whole race into species thing. I just. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know why they did it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, everybody has their own opinions about that kind of stuff. Um, 
I think it's kind of silly, but yeah. whatever. If it if it makes people feel better about playing it, great. We've talked about and we talked about it like before, like just I'm I know I'm getting kind of like I used to buy like every book. Like I yeah. would buy every book and I would read every book. And uh the Dragon's Horde, Dragon Horde, I think it's Dragon Dragonlance. Dragonlance comes out uh on Tuesday. And there's part of me that like wants to get it, but it's not one it's one of those things where it's just like I, I you know, whatever. Like I just I so this is <laughs> I don't know if this is something that's <clears throat> new or if Everybody that I know is kind of just getting burned out at the same time, except Devin, who will never get burned out on lore. Nope. Um, no, no. But uh, it's kind of like Marvel. So so Marvel, uh, and this is, I've talked to many people, and this is a pretty common feeling. After Endgame, Marvel lost everybody, or a lot of people, not obviously mm-hmm. everybody, um, because they were like, okay, in the next phase of Marvel, we're going to have 14 movies and 84 miniseries. And, and it's like, fuck off. I can't, I'm not watching that much stuff to try and keep up with your story. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, welcome to comic book. Yeah. It's like, no, go to hell. Give me three movies a year and we'll talk. Not like literally 10 hours a day of videos to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I feel like D&D is, is starting to feel that way. Yeah. I don't know that that's a fair assessment because I don't know that the number of lore releases has actually gone up. Yeah. But to me, at least, it certainly feels like that. I think because it's hit the pop, like, mainstream so much, we see it everywhere now. Yeah. Just with, based on what our interests are, that we just, we see it so much that we're inundated and we're just, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like in order to keep up with the lore of the official D&D world would be nearly a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah, which is why just creating a world is so much better. Yeah, I mean, it's always been the way that I went and I think it's superior. Um, But at the same time, I totally respect, like if, if you're into the lore, I'm not judging. We're not judging. It's just that I personally, I think it's sort of the Marvel syndrome where it's Mm -hmm. just, oh, another fucking book I have to read and know what's, what you've changed. And maybe that's it is that, and again, this might not be fair because as I've said, I'm not steeped in, in D and D lore all that much, but I feel like they've like retconned more and more as well. I feel like they're doing a lot more retconning of things than they used to. They did that with the dragons and fizz bands. Yeah. They completely like changed their whole background and backstory and everything. So yeah. And, and so you end up in this situation where it's like, well, are we talking about the post fizz bands or the pre fizz bands? Are Mm -hmm. we talking about like after Xanathar's or before Xanathar's? And, and I'm not sure that that's necessarily new, but it definitely complicates things. I think, I think that's basically what you get with anything with a large and robust, um, uh, backstory lore type thing because even like with World of Warcraft when I was heavily mm-hmm. into it during Wrath of Lich King during spare periods during in college I would go and I would read lore because I was obsessed with it at that time but then now when I go in and I play the game because I have not kept up with all of that lore I barely know what's going on with anything there and then things that I did know have changed so drastically that I, but yeah it's so it, you get that with really anything like yeah yeah i think that's true yeah yeah um but uh yeah so i mean the 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 other half of that though that i want to you know throw out there because i feel like i've been 
uh, sort of negative about D&D lore. The other half of that is that I still think these source materials are incredibly valuable for some things, even if you don't do so much with the lore, because, you know, uh, wizards can playtest a class about a million times as well as I can. So if I'm looking for a spell or something, Mm -hmm. I'm very hesitant to make that myself because the balance of that is very hard to get right. And I'm not saying wizards always get it right because they don't, but they'll do a better job than I will. Yeah. So like lore, that's the Wild West for me that like I'll make my own lore because it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it, it matters, but it doesn't matter if it's like balanced because what's balanced lore, but like classes and subclasses and like spells and stuff. Absolutely. 100%. I use the D&D source books for that because... I don't want to end up with one person at the table that's 8,000 times as powerful as I intended, mm-hmm. even though that sometimes still happens yeah. with the source books. <laughs> I think even even with all the the lore that's available, that the knowledge that it's all there is a hindrance for some people coming in because they're like, oh, yeah. I know nothing about this world. Excuse me. How am I supposed to come into this and play it? Whereas if you're just building your own sandbox play world or whatever... You guys, as a group, you're all making the lore together. Yeah, well, and you have direct access to the authors. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's easier to play in something like that. Because I know that was something that you were worried about going into. It was not knowing the background with or how to play D&D at all. And That's why I read everything. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like if I, we had just started right I, away with our own world, <clears throat> yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, and by no, like I said, by no means am I a pro, but <clears throat> like I didn't want to seem like an idiot where I went in there and, you know, like, what's this? You know, I want, I I had a general, like I had a basic knowledge of it, but I wanted to read up on, you know, a few things and even, yeah, like talking with Devin about some stuff, like me and him would talk about stuff, like even at the table in a previous life, we would talk about, like, we would just be talking about shit, like just Mm -hmm. because like one, I wanted to know. And two, like he is a fountain of knowledge when it comes to that kind of thing. So, and, and I do find the D and D lore interesting. Yeah. It's just that there's too much. I think exactly what you said. It's one of those things where if you, you, you have to, at some level decide that you don't care Mm -hmm. because if you actually decide that you care about the D and D lore and that it actually matters to you, then good luck because you've got about 40, 50 years worth of material to read because yeah. it even mm-hmm. predates the actual release of D&D. Yeah. So good luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus there's like so much history and lore for different regions like of northern and southern Absolutely. areas and then the interiors that you don't even see on the Sword Coast map at all. Yeah. It's It'd be like someone coming into planet Earth and trying to learn everything about all of the societies yeah. in order to integrate themselves in, in there. It's yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, and so, so at some level, like you have to choose to draw the line somewhere because yeah. you're not going to learn all of it. No. And so then it's just a matter of where you draw the line. And I decided pretty early on that I just, I, my line is if I, if somebody wants to do lore, great, I'm on board, but I'm not going to be the one to say like, Hey, we're running in, in, you know, the sword coast because I don't, I don't know it well enough. And I don't want to be the guy at the table, especially as the DM, who doesn't know the lore mm-hmm. as well as other people. And I refuse to spend the four months of reading that it would take to bring myself up to speed on the Sword Coast. Yeah. 
I'd rather just spend that four months making a world. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So <clears throat> hell yeah. So yeah, it's it's interesting though, and and by by all means, uh, I I think still the source books can be great for inspiration. Yes. Mm. If not for sure. Classes, spells, stuff like that, and and just inspiration. Like yeah. there are yeah. so many of the books that it's like, well, I'm not going to run this in the in the world that they presented, mm -hmm. but I'm going to take the exact same story beats and just put them in my world. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of people do that to begin with. Or they'll take like they'll take those story beats and then they'll take something from a movie yeah. and then from novels and just make their own little. And yeah. and everyone at Wizards is fully aware of that. It's yeah. not we're we're not saying anything controversial or, no. or groundbreaking no. here. They know damn well that's how people they use their stuff. They encourage it too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy Crawford has many times said, like, this is this is a starting point. Yeah. So. Well, and and they know too, if they have people that are so impassioned with with building their own world and they become excellent writers, that's someone that they can Absolutely. Help develop their world as well. So. And, and you know, they they will acquire that, like Acquisitions Incorporated, for yep. instance. Like they'll, and Critical that, Role. That's just yep. a whole other world that they can bring into their umbrella. Yep. So. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Chad, why don't cool. you uh, take us through something here? Yeah, the, uh, so PlayStation announced their uh, PS Plus free games for December. And it's actually a good month. It's actually a really good month. Um, Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, which is uh, a compilation, uh, a collection of the first three Mass Effect games. Uh, Mass Effect 1 uh, has been slightly redone, I believe, for because okay. uh, they wanted to, to... When Mass Effect 1 and 2 came out, they improved on a lot of things with 2 that weren't in 1. So I think they've incorporated a lot of those elements into a remake version of 1. Um, but yeah, that trilogy is a freebie. So if you're a PS Plus member, boom, there's three amazing games like right off the hop that you get for free. I know a lot of people have already played them, but still, it's they're a great series of games. Uh, Bio Mutant, which I kind of knew that was going to happen. This was one that released earlier in the year. Um, it's your typical open world kind of stealth crafting, you know, hack and slash RPG kind of business. Um, their whole thing was about you create your your mutant, your little rodent character, and however you have your stats. So if your strength, your character's going to be like big and brawny and stuff. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if he's slender, you know, kind of skinny and shit. But um, so, yeah, that one. And then this new game called DKO, uh, which from what I've seen is uh, basically a third party, a third person uh, platform fighting game. So kind of like Smash Brothers, I guess, I'm mm. assuming. Um it looks interesting. It's debuting on PlayStation Plus. So a lot of the times when they've debuted a new game like this, they tend to do well. I look at Rocket League and Fall Guys. And yep. Yeah. So, yep. Um, and they were free when they first initially released. So. <laughs> hey, hang on. Are you saying that Rocket League was successful? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? So, so yeah, those, yeah. So those should be good. This should yeah. be fun. This should be a good month for... Uh, PS Plus users anyway. Maybe I'll finally actually play Mass Effect. I know, I'm I, in the same boat too. I probably won't, yeah. but maybe I'll <laughs> finally play Mass Effect. That yeah. would require you to have time. I And, yeah. and a fair bit, because they're not, yeah, like, they're not playing short. three Mass Effect games is not a small undertaking. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. Well, you're looking at like 40 plus hours for each yeah. one. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, like just being sick as a friggin' dog this week. Like, oh man, I was bedridden since freaking Sunday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did a quite a fair bit of gaming. Um, I, uh, I, as I said last week, I finished Ragnarok, God of War Ragnarok. So, uh, 
looking for something on PlayStation, I just ended up re-downloading Ghost of Tsushima and I did I started doing the uh, Icky Island expansion. More of the same. Uh it's they've added like this extra element where your character's uh hallucinating mm-hmm. and so it's it's really it's trippy. I don't want to spoil stuff because it's it's fun to experience and Ghost of Tsushima should be experienced. If you're a PlayStation owner and you haven't played it, man, what's wrong with you? Get hey, out there and get it. Hey, shots fired. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I dabbled in that. And then um, I got another one uh, yesterday called Sword of the Vagrant. Um, and it's uh, it's like a 2D Metroidvania hack and slash. It remind, initially, it reminded me of a game like Dust, uh, which has like beautiful watercolored hand, hand-drawn graphics and all that. Um, then I started the game up and holy crap. Uh, the women are very overly sexualized. Yeah. Just All of little, them. Like, All my, of them. like it's ridiculous. Like the, the main character, for example, is wearing a bikini and chaps. Well, like I said, unrealistic <laughs> body types uh, are worth 14 base AC. So exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You don't have to be wearing as much yeah. armor. Yeah. So yeah, I've been dabbling with that. And um, I picked up, uh, I picked up two games pretty cheap on the switch. Uh, one of them was called uh, Ayudin Chronicles. I can't remember the subtitle for it, but it's, again, the same thing, a 2D kind of hack and slashy Metroidvania thing. I'm sensing a, a pattern here. Yeah, I like my Metroidvanias. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and my 2D games. I've always... The one thing I'm finding, though, about uh, playing this, this this style of game on the Switch, and I found it with a Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, playing them on the Switch sucks because like the it, it just doesn't have the... It doesn't have the hardware behind it to like, because if you, mm. so with Bloodstained, if you play that on the PlayStation 4 or the PS5, it's smooth as butter. It's it's amazing. It flows great. There's no clipping or slowdown or anything. And the same game playing it on the Switch is like terrible because it fucking stutters along and just, that's, I don't know if it's the display or if it's. That's weird because yeah. of all the things to run, you'd think that would be one of the easiest to get mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So, so probably it, just a really poor port like yeah. just not a good job yeah wow it so. sounds like we need to steam deck yeah well hey speaking of <laughs> yeah, um the game go. awards are coming up on december the, 8th the steam game awards by the way no the game awards the jeff Keeley show oh it's all of the game awards oh yeah oh shit so it's it's streaming on december 8th but uh steam uh, valve will be giving away a 512 gigabyte steam deck every minute during the show um, they have a link in a tweet, I believe, that they put out. And if you, you can click, just go to the website, you click on it, you go on the website, pre-register, and then watch it. Uh, it starts 7:30 p.m. Eastern on uh, December 8th, and you might be lucky and win a Steam Deck. Ooh. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can just—it's uh, on their website, Steam Powered. Just check it out there. You can register right there, and also set a reminder. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, we'll be we'll be watching it. We're we're gonna see if uh, we can win three Steam decks, even though I already have one. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, and then we'll not do a giveaway because we're gonna use them. It's like, come on. No, hey, no, if we if we win three Steam decks, I will happily do it. Steam, I will happily give one of them away. Yeah, oh, okay. Because I don't need two Steam decks. Well, what, what if about you did? Yeah. She doesn't need a Steam deck. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> By the way, if we win the lottery, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, we're not going to win three Steam Decks. Um, Says I, you. Moving away, moving back from uh, from video games for a minute, uh, the 3D printed stackable board game that I found yes. just earlier today is yeah, super cool. cool. 
Um, so, so this is to be clear, uh, this is not the first 3d printable board game. It is not the first 3d printed stacking game, but I, it's the first one that I've heard of that is designed to be 3d stackable. I'm not even going to try and tell you the name or anything else. It's in the description. Uh, go look for it there. Um, but, uh, it is a grouping of STL files that are specifically meant excuse me, for you to print and play it at home. And it's one of the games that, you know, you you have a little bit of a base and then you stack things up and out and the first person to like knock it over loses. It's basically Jenga, yep. except cooler. <clears throat> um, so if you've got a 3D printer and feel like wasting some uh, filament, uh, I'm going to be printing a copy of it and we'll try we'll it play out. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. We'll yeah. play it. I like games um, like that. Yeah, I like that style of game. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, like I said, like people on Thingiverse have like, you can find other printable versions of games, but this is the first one that I've seen that like the actual author of the game was like, I am making a game to 3D print. Here it is. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is cool. So. Is it is it a free STL? That I'm not sure. Oh, okay. um, I think it is, but I don't know because I, I only read so far in the article before mm. I just ended up looking at the pictures and going to... I just bookmarked it for later because I'm just going to buy it. But if it costs money, I'll throw the price in the description. And if it doesn't cost money, go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's it's a fun game. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah. I mean, it it certainly looked cool. So. Speaking speaking of fun games. Fun games? Yeah. What other fun games? Doggo games? What were those again? (laughs) Um, So... Uh, study was done, <coughs> is being done, is first <clears throat> phase of study maybe wrapped up, uh, that, uh, dogs, old, elderly dogs, so uh, me. yeah, you, me. um, can be, I don't know what the right wording for this is, but basically it's good for older dogs to play games, ah. to play video games. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so they they made a special game for dogs to play, and they basically had older dogs play it, and it helped, you know, as you would expect, it helped with motor coordination mm-hmm. and and just generally probably kept them in a good mood, and just exactly like it does with humans, nothing yep. nothing crazy, but uh, yeah. So if you've got an aging dog, uh, I'll again I'll link to it in the description. The study. I don't think that you can get the game that they're testing. So uh, not yet. I'm yeah. sure you will be able to. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they've made a custom doggo game that makes older dogs have a better time, which I, I think is great. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're still puppies at heart. It's just their joints are not happy anymore. Yeah. Which is basically Chad. And yeah. I. Just, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm surprised you probably already downloaded it. <laughs> Well, that what did it's you at think? home waiting for you? Yeah. Oh. What did you think you were playing all week? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Want to go for a walk, bud? Yeah, go for a walk. <laughs> uh, on, on the uh, on the note of pet games, uh, I finally played through Stray, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun. Um, not that I'm the first person to enjoy the game by any means, uh, but it's super cute. I really enjoyed it. You guys obviously played it much earlier. Um, but, uh, it's a bit timely and actually this is why I went and got the game and and played it Mm -hmm. because, uh, somebody, uh, YouTuber who I should know the name of, uh, let me see if I can look it up while I'm, uh, while I'm talking about this basically did the math, um, 
And based on the speed that the cat walks during the game, and I, I'm not going to spoil anything, I don't think here, um, especially since it's been out for a little while. Um, based on backtracking and the speed that the cat can walk, they sort of mapped out the distance that the entire game took place. And essentially, I would say proved that uh, the cat that you play managed to find its way back home to its uh, friends at the end. SDK? Uh, SDK, maybe. What's the title of the video? Uh, Stray's True Ending, Meow Discovered. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, NDK. Uh, I, I'm sure I can post a link to that in the description as well if you want to check it out. Yeah. If you've played Stray, if you haven't played Stray, I would recommend uh, waiting on that because it does, there are some hard spoilers in that video for mm. the game. Okay. Um, but if you played it, check it out. Or if you don't plan to play it, check it out. Or if you just don't care. Or if you don't care. Then don't check it out. Yeah. No, well. I meant just if you don't care about spoilers. But if you don't care about the game at all, <laughs> check it out. Shame on you. We no. need to we need to like make a, a chart here of, of check it out, don't check it out. Mm-hmm. If you care, don't care, don't care, don't care. <laughs> um yeah. So anyways, that was that was heartwarming to see somebody do the math on that. And yes. uh, I was like, oh that's cute. Because I remember when we we first discussed it, Chad that was one of the things that Chad was, was, Chad was grumpy very about. upset about was yeah. not knowing, well, granted and, I was as well when I watched that part yeah. too and I'm like and and incidentally ha, uh, sort of out of that came uh, I, I don't think he mentioned it in the video I think it was one of the comments that I read um, mm-hmm. but somebody said uh, and it's true I, I checked it when I was playing through uh, there is also a butterfly that appears at the very beginning of the game and then again at the very end of the game uh, which I think was the devs way of saying like yeah we did make it home yeah. uh, but I like how they left it ambiguous, yeah. and then somebody literally did the math to answer the question. I yeah. think that's great. So yeah. and now that we've spoiled the ending for you, I don't think we spoiled <laughs> the ending. <laughs> oh, I oh. had to look it up because why not? Because I've one of my best friends. She writes very well. She writes um, a lot of fan fiction for different things, mm. and so there's oftentimes you know like comics and. TV shows and whatever that don't have endings that people like. So fanfic, <laughs> fanfic, you know, comes out with not necessarily like the sexy stuff, but like just an ending that yeah. people want. They're stray fanfic. Oh, yeah. No, I yeah. knew that. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't. I was like, I wonder. And there's uh, on Archive of Our Own, there's 164 works. Oh, that's more than I expected. Yeah. I, I know that there are some YouTube videos about uh, the true ending of Stray as well, which uh, I only watched one or two of them, but a couple of them are amusing. I'm not going to say what those are about because that actually does spoil the game to some mm. degree. Um, but suffice it to say, uh, the ending with your partner, uh, there's some interesting sort of what really happened there. Hmm. Your, your little buddy that you play mm-hmm. throughout the game with. There's mm-hmm. some like, what what was the real motive there? Uh, I don't want to say any more than that in case you haven't played it because that legitimately would kind of spoil the game. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you've played it and are curious, there are definitely some alternate endings out there. <laughs> Not even really alternate, <laughs> just alternate interpretations. Okay. So. <laughs> alternate yeah. Interpretations. Which are the best kind of interpretations. <laughs> As the cat made its way up the stairs, it looked back on the on its adventure through the sewers before an angry dog came and bit its head off. <laughs> oh. I'm sure there are those too. Yum, yum. 
Um, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I also, I'm expecting any day now for somebody to release a mod for the PC version that just like turns it into a loop. <laughs> so like add a cut scene that takes you from the end back to the beginning and then mm. just... Because <laughs> why would you not do that, right? <laughs> that just makes me think of Cube, the movie Cube. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't think we have anything more on our on our list of things. Uh, well, there's the World of Warcraft new oh, yeah, expansion we came out this week. Tell us about it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Ugh. Other than the fact that it's... Well, you, um, you know the name. Uh, Dragonflight. There you go. And I know it centers around... Bears. Yes. Correct. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> it focuses around the uh the the different um dragon flights obviously so the red uh red green black. gold and black. Yeah. And blue. Yes. And turquoise. And chartreuse. Yes. And don't forget the <laughs> I plaid. mean technically that is right in some ways because yeah. of burning crusade That's so true. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah yeah so you you said you could play as a sort of uh I don't know dragon human hybrid I guess yeah, you call it Yeah yeah there's a there's a new um race uh a humanoid dragon type thing and I think you do have flight capabilities I think it's a little bit like the uh the worgen where you're able to train with them you're able to go from human to like a werewolf type thing. I think with this one you do humanoid and then like more of an actual dragon. I, I think. would assume so. Yeah. yeah. It'd be <laughs> I think there would be some revolt if that wasn't the case. Yeah. So <laughs> uh that's cool. I don't think any of us plan to really check it out though because it just takes too much time. Yeah. No. I maybe when it gets cheap. And I feel like, and I'm not obs- as obsessed with Grounded oh, as I am right now. That's right, because they, they the expansions cost a fair bit too, don't they? Yeah. They're like eighty bucks, and then still you have got to play the pay the monthly. Yeah, yep. I remember this. Yeah, okay, then I definitely won't be checking it out. No, uh, that's just not. I wouldn't get anything out of it. Exactly. But if you're a WoW fan, let us know. Uh, yeah. Because I actually am curious if it's a good expansion. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time to sink into WoW right yeah. now. Yeah. And I never will. Yeah. You were never a WoW player to begin with, though. No. I, I like I Sarah and I both played a ton of WoW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I I can't I don't have the time for that anymore. I mean, yeah. you literally have to relearn how to play the game now at this point. Also, yes, big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So how goes your spider slang? <sighs> can't stop playing grounded, everyone. I can't stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I signed in briefly as well. Uh, we still need to play multiplayer. I know. Um, I, know. I want to so bad. Yeah, yeah. We we should just set up a time after yep. after we're done filming. We'll yes. we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, we uh, I liked it too. I, I was a big fan. I mm-hmm. didn't get to any spiders. Uh, so I'm still. Still going to try and record my first interaction with spiders. <laughs> uh, but I played around a little bit and, and it's super fun. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed what I did play of it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Even if it confused the shit out of me for for the first few minutes. Yeah, I think I think if you've pl- ever if you've ever played something like Subnautica or some or even Minecraft. Yeah, there's some parallels there, so, especially with Subnautica. So specifically, what what confused me, and this is just me being a bit of an idiot and not mm-hmm. reading. Um, when you get to the first little hut with your scientific instruments, or yep. this is like thirty seconds of the game. Yeah, I'm not it's spoiling not a spoiler anything. at all. Um, it tells you to like inspect, use the analyzer to inspect like a couple different things. Yep. 
I didn't catch that it only has three charges and then it and then it takes a minute to recharge. Yeah. So I just did it like in order in my inventory and I didn't do the pebble, which is one of the ones. Uh, that so he kept saying like, you should find um, scientific equipment and then mm-hmm. inspect pebble. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking? I'm, I'm right here. Why? Yeah. And then I'm, and then finally, I actually read the damn screen. It's like, oh, it's waiting for a charge. Yeah, I did that at first too. Not okay. necessarily like I did inspect the pebble right away, but I had like three other things to inspect after that. And I'm like, why can't I do this anymore? Yeah. And then I noticed the battery yeah. charge was dead. Yeah. So. so that was just being silly. But yeah, that that took me a good like five minutes to yeah. figure out. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you start and you're confused, it has charges. Wait two minutes and yep. then you can. And then you can check things. But yeah, we should totally play it. It's yes. it's a cool game. It I is, highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah. I've only played a little bit of it, but I mean the the premise is exact it's exactly what it said on the tin. Yeah. You're super tiny and yeah. you're in your backyard and it's crazy cool. And there is a giant Oreo. Oh, there is? There is. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Can you can you tunnel into it? They should make I it so you, you I know you can smash the hell out of it and take bits of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's it looks yeah. super super cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I, and I know that the crafting goes a lot, like very quite deep. Yeah. And I I haven't even scratched the surface, oh, so I'm yeah, very yeah. much looking forward to it. Yeah, cool. I uh, I discovered like I have grass walls and everything like that. And then last night I didn't even know it was an option. I hadn't heard of it before, but you can make bricks out of mushroom slurry now. I have uh-huh. that capabilities. Mm, cool. So yeah, cool, cool. yeah. It's it's fun as a single player game. I can only imagine how much more fun it is with people. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely do some multiplayer. Um, I uh, will set a time, and then at some point, I think I might even uh, record some of it, mm-hmm. uh, and and maybe we'll post it. We'll see if it's any good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, grounded. Great game so far. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I I grabbed grounded and tried it out. I grabbed Stray because I was trying to figure out what my like favorite game of the year is so far. And uh, I still more escape. <laughs> no, it's actually incremental epic hero too. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've been playing that way too much, and not just leaving it running. I've been actively playing it oh, too. So. Wow. Right on. I'm a nerd. Right on. Just a little bit. Don't well. tell my parents. <laughs> well, I'd say we end on this because okay. uh, last week when we were done filming. Uh, thanks to a nice little conversation in our Discord, we were all basically dying of laughter. Uh, And uh, (laughs) from all of us here at Dice to Pixels, we'd like to congratulate you, Massey, for uh, the title of Established Dominance in our Discord. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Reached reached level level two. two. <laughs> so congr- absolutely killing it congratulations massey yeah it. yeah it was uh it was pretty wild uh sarah and i both managed to level up on him uh immediately <laughs> afterwards which was a fluke uh it was quite the exchange but yeah, yeah. congratulations massey welcome to the club and uh yeah cool we'll call it there um we're gonna i think we're gonna film right after this i think we're gonna film uh uh, just a couple of quick short pieces yeah uh to throw out on the channel um let us know we're gonna start these shorts that we put out i think i'm going to hide them from subscribers like not put them on the feed so you don't get notifications um just because I don't want to like spam people, uh, but we'll see what they end up being. If they're compelling, we'll we'll put them out. But let us know if you want to see that stuff. If you want to see like just short snippets of stuff, 
in addition to this, um, let us know because I'm just guessing. So with that said, hit that uh, like button unless you've already hit it and then don't. Right. Subscribe if you haven't, which you mm-hmm. probably have. And fuck Wormwood. And, no. <laughs> no, it's fuck Sony. Yeah, fuck Sony. <laughs> uh, let's piss off everybody. Yeah. Uh, no, I hope Wormwood gets its shit together. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks so much, everyone. We love you. Have a nice day. Bye.